So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Who Talks First. I'm one of your hosts. I'm CT. And I'm your other host. I'm Solo. And this week, my voice is back. Somewhat. Yes. I actually went to the John Williams concert on Sunday, and this is the third or fourth year that I've gone, and I tried wooing, and I I just was went back to the... I can't. Can't do it. I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. You sounded like a dying boo in Mario or I know. I was actually really impressed that I was able to do that. <laughs> that sounded way cooler than I intended it to do. <laughs> Gonna take that uh, voice clip and keep that for Forever. ringtones. Yeah. Forever. John Williams was really, was awesome. I'm glad that he's still doing this show because what they did this year was actually a little bit different and I'm sure it's just because he's getting up there in years and Mm -hmm. I'm sure doing that show three nights in a row is extremely difficult. What used to be the case is they would bring out, oh my God, I'm forgetting his name. Newman. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I'm forgetting his name. Paul Newman. It's Alfred Newman's son, (laughs) which I'm sure that's the last thing he wants to be known known as, is Alfred Newman's son. But that's how they talk about him the entire time, who's a very another famous composer. Mm. He conducted the first act, and John Williams does the second act. Mm -hmm. This year they changed it up so that Newman, (laughs) but not the Seinfeld Newman, the Alfred Newman's son, he conducted most of the show until the encores, and John Williams did all the encores, but he did three encores Mm -hmm. which so last year when we went to the show he only did one encore which Mm. is very unlike john williams he usually does two or three Uh and we're like but he like left he's like i need to go to sleep he's Uh like no i'm tired Uh and this year he's a very old man very old man please but this year he actually came out and did he did the star wars theme he did uh the force theme he Mm. did han solo's theme from solo and then he did in the Imperial March, ah. which is very cool. But they also did Han and Leia's love theme, which is what they showed the clips over. Yes. And you're like, is that a clip of two people touching a hand? <laughs> is, that, is that a clip? Because love, they, they, they huh? did show, it was like, they did show definitely all the themes of love throughout mm-hmm. the movies. There was Obi-Wan with like baby Luke mm-hmm. and a lot of familial love stuff in there. But yeah. they also had a lot of Ray and Kylo bits in there. I just mean, saying. So what you're saying is... They definitely prioritize the rain cow bits. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's some bits of love in there. And I, I think it was... I can't remember if this, this was the same clip that they played last year or not. The last time I remember seeing a clip montage at a John Williams show, they didn't have anything from The Last Jedi in that. Mm. And they did have Last Jedi stuff in mm. this clip. That's good. Got to see some smooches. So, some mm-hmm. Hanalea smooches, some Anakin and Padme smooches. Smooches. But it's it's a really awesome show, and I'm very lucky to have been able to go these past four years. Mm-hmm. Or three. I don't really remember. But <laughs> it's it's a good show. I do wish they would play something from the sequel trilogy or even the prequels. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever heard them play anything from the prequels or the really? sequels. Yeah, and when they played Solo. Not even, like, from the prequels. The prequels has some... Really fucking good music. No, and so I argue that the prequel is Duel of Fates ever. is yeah. Duel of Fates and Across the Stars are probably two of my favorite yeah. Star Wars pieces. I understand that Duel of Fates is hard to do because you need a choir, yeah. but they had a choir. They brought a choir. What? Yeah. What? You no, they, 
everyone was kind of expecting it, not gonna lie, because they brought out the choir, and everyone was just kind of like, oh my god, they're gonna do Duel of Fates. What did the choir sing then? They sang something from Carnival, which is a 1970s show. They sang a song about Africa, and then they did one, oh, they did Jurassic Park, which I didn't even know had a choir in it. You couldn't even hear them. Me neither. Which it was. Did they just go? There's a horn line, didn't you know? Yep. But I think they like might be. I think I think they. That's what they do. I think they just do. But it's really quiet, so you can't hear them. I don't. I don't exactly. Because they do it, and like the flutes do it too. So it's just the one person with the recorder. I can't watch that clip without laughing. It's. Because they, they showed the whole... This is the first time I've seen them do Jurassic Park, which oh. I was very excited about, because I think outside of Star Wars, and potentially in, with including Star Wars, my favorite John Williams pieces are Hedwig's theme and Jurassic Park. So they, I've never seen... I've seen them do Hedwig's theme, oh. which again is one of the most magical, uh-huh. perfect, whisk-you-away, escapist, yeah. like, nothing makes me happier than, like, opening up a Harry Potter movie and then just do the do-do-do-do-do-do-do. It's so good. He did that a few years ago, but this year they did, finally did Jurassic Park, which I was very excited about. Jurassic Park got good music. John Williams is a good composer, man. Good yeah, composer. I mean, he just has non-stop hits. Like, they, they mix up the set list every year. Besides, they always play the Star Wars theme and they always play the Imperial March. I was really hoping for something sequel. Because, first of all, are, have they done Ray's theme before? I actually think maybe they have done Ray's theme before. I think, I think they... Because I, I know they did, because I think you told me about it. Like, he came out and talked about it, I One thought. time he talked about... So it was after episode seven. It was Ryan inviting him to do the music for episode eight, and he was not considering saying no, but he wanted to continue writing music for Ray. Uh-huh. He said that... He told that story, but now I can't recall if he actually played Ray's theme after that. He might have. I, I feel like you said he did. But I'm also very was, like, biased towards March of the First Order. Uh-huh. I think... I think it's March of the First Order. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if that's what this show at Disney World is called or if that's what the song <laughs> is actually called. But the Kylo Ren's theme, I really like that. I think that's one of his strongest dark side themes. I'm mm-hmm. actually a bigger fan of that than I am the Imperial March. Sack, Relige, but is- actually, spoilers, I like both the sequels and the prequels more than the originals, so. Yeah. That's, that's this house. That's the D. Duel of Fates especially like I think it's probably one of my favorite songs in Star Wars in general. It's mm-hmm. such a strong piece of music. And it it's in I believe all three of the prequels. I think. I, I can't so. I can't recall where it would be in Attack of the Clones. I know it's in 1 and 3 for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's in It's it. so strong. Either way, it's Every an amazing time, piece of music. Chills. I would love to hear that live. So if if we get the chance to like see it again, I hope one day they do that live. That just feels like going to a Final Fantasy thing, like that, like event, and then not doing like Sephiroth's theme. Yeah. Which you're like, why would you not? Come Something on. about like a choir and like dark epic music happening like at the same time always is so powerful. Why would you skip it? Because did I say they played the theme for Galaxy's Edge? No, oh, I recall that. They did play the theme for Galaxy's Edge, which is really nice. But mm. anyway, so this week's episode <laughs> is actually going to be a recap slash edition. To the Harbinger of Doom. Boom, boom, boom! <laughs> That's the Harbinger of Doom theme. Thank yep. you. So, the Harbinger of Doom is a theory that we released before The Last Jedi. So we're going to recap it. We talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. 
but we've been having a lot of people going back to that episode recently, and I'm just going to kind of reintroduce it to potentially new listeners or people who don't want to go all the way back right. to before pre-TFA or TLJ era, Yeah, because clearly some things are going to change. And also, we do get on a little bit of a tangent, so there might you might have to cycle through some stuff to get to it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I didn't even bother listening to the old podcast to try to, like, take notes for this one. I'm like, I remember the theory mm. decently enough. It came from my womb. <laughs> the Harbinger of Doom. I know it pretty well. The Harbinger of Doom. This is where it originates. Now, I am going to be repeating a few things that we said in last week's episode, but hopefully it'll be short. But I say that, and then in ten minutes we'll be telling stories about a salad that we ate three weeks ago. Probably. Probably. So welcome to HOD202. Uh, if you haven't been to 102, you're fine. We'll be going through... This is a syllabus, basically. Yeah. Uh, week one. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> I was at a dinner with somebody who worked at Marvel. I keep saying that I, it's a Disney-adjacent company, and then I leak that it's Marvel anyway. It's fine. I don't remember this guy. And he said that Ray was initially concepted, pitched, and this was right after TFA. Yeah. So this was very quickly after TFA. The Ray Skywalker themes were going, or, or Ray Kenobi, Ray whatever, yeah. Ray related, Ray related theories good, were. Thank you very much. much. I'm really impressed with that one. We're going strong. So this was at the height of that, and both me and you were like prime Kenobis. Yeah. We were we, we were either no, nobodies or Kenobis. Either Kenobis. way. Yes. He was saying that Ray was concepted as a nobody, but she was the reason why Ray fell to the dark side. Or not Ray, Kylo fell to yeah. the dark side. Basically, that was the only backstory that Ray had. That makes mm-hmm. perfect sense to me. So, the Harbinger of Doom theory was birthed around that. Mm-hmm. Is that basically for force reasons? Ray was the one who was destined to fall to the dark side mm-hmm. for balance reasons, and Ben was, was the one. To- destined to stay on the light side Mm -hmm. which makes sense because he's the one constantly being like i don't belong here it hurts so badly why am i here so much i'm struggling i'm struggling Uh, and i want to be light side but also i need to be here but grandpa what's happening it also even explains ray's eagerness to go dark because luke just said like when the opportunity came for you to get the answers you wanted, you didn't even hesitate. You just went straight down that metaphorical vagina. Yeah. And... Just dove straight into that badge. You just went straight there. The theory in a whole is that for some reason, Ray again, was on Jakku. She's nobody. Mm-hmm. And she was supposed to be the one to take the dark side fall. Mm-hmm. She could not be located for some reason. Mm-hmm. So she was good to go. And basically, that's why Kylo was forced to become what he was. Right. Here we are. Harbinger of Doom. So, we've learned in the Aftermath books, Jakku is a weird-ass place, force-wise. Palpatine was hanging out there. I I do... Before we get too far into this podcast, I want to say a lot of this theory... spoilers. Yeah. Coming from other places. Yes. Exactly. Just be aware... My theories are based off of potential rumors that have been heard. Not mm-hmm. all of them. Some of it is completely tinfoil hat, but some of it is backed by rumors that we've heard. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to seem like this is like completely out of nowhere, but also they're just rumors. Yeah. It may not mean anything. So 
if you're totally against even hearing whispers. But I mean, we've heard plenty of rumors that were totally out of nut, like had no backing whatsoever. Absolutely. There was rumors that Ray died in TFA. Yeah, there were rumors that Snoke was a hundred percent Mace Windu. Oh, but it's like, remember that? There was, there was lots of theories around everything. Yeah. So, just be aware that this speculation does come with some. Well, Star Wars got a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors, a lot of... Some of them are going to be real eventually. Mm-hmm. We just never know which ones that they're going to be. Yeah. So there were some Force temples, Sith temples, a bunch of Sith relics, weird giant holes in the world that go down to its core. Yes. On Jakku that had to do with the Force. And Palpatine's there. Other people got thrown down the hole, you know. Mm-hmm. A so- prelude to what was going to happen to Palpatine eventually. Yeah, just... Th- throw your weird Sith priests into giant holes and see what happens. It's fine. I mean, in Palpatine's case, he's good to go. He seems to be fine. Because I also want to, I talked about this a little bit last week, that in Lords of the Sith, there was this really interesting part of the book. I won't say it was the most fascinating read, and because this book was written so long it was written during the transition between old EU and the Disney EU. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the first canon books, mm-hmm. but it was written intended for the old EU. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how much of it we can take as, ooh, mm. interesting. Yeah. But they also had been saying that Palpatine's return was planned from TFA, mm-hmm. which to me makes perfect sense. The second Snoke died... Mm-hmm. You're like, there's gotta be someone else. There's gotta be someone else. And they kept being like... In, in, in Solo, with Kira and Dr- Dryden Voss... Uh-huh. When Dryden... Everybody's owned by someone. And everyone, yeah, her line about everyone's own is working for someone. Yeah. Everyone's owned by someone. Which is, like, it's such an interesting thing mm-hmm. to put after The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know this is coming afterwards. This is such a poignant line mm-hmm. to put after that happening. Yes. Because Kylo's not going to be your big bad. No. And everyone's trying to think of who this new big bad's going to be. And not a lot of people were saying Palpy. No. I wasn't saying Palpy. No. But it really was the one thing that... We were like, shit, is Hux gonna be the big bag? That doesn't make any sense. No. Not the way they set him up. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. But Palpy... Yeah, makes it, sense. It makes sense. Now it does. Yeah, it definitely does. So there was bits in Lords of the Sith where Vader and Palpatine were talking to each other and Palpatine would make these very pointed comments to Vader about, like, betrayal mm-hmm. and love and all this stuff. And Vader would be making these inner dialogue thoughts of being like, all right, it looks like Palpatine knows something about his fate that I don't. Mm -hmm. So, because it was very much like, don't betray your master due to the love of your family. (laughs) And Vader just like, all right, I think Palpatine knows something that I don't. Why does he keep saying that? He knows my family's dead. And it, and it was also just like insinuated that Palpatine, like he always was where he was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So there would be... He was supposed to be on certain ships that exploded. Like, mm-hmm. he like he was supposed to be on those ships, but he would just always, like, oh, well, I guess I'll leave now. And then he'll just... He missed it by, like, five All right, minutes. I'm going to head out. Yeah. <laughs> and Vader's like, how... Like, he constantly is aware of everything that's happening. Uh-huh. So, which is an interesting thing to bring up, that he even knew his downfall, mm-hmm. potentially. He knew every single possibility. He knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Writing that into the new trilogy... It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how they play that out. Yeah, I'm excited. Me too. I'm ready. Absolutely. 
But I'm ready to accept a lot. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, I, if there's one thing I can believe, it's that Palpatine has been setting shit up. He is the smartest, most conniving piece of shit that I've ever met. Because I know we media. talked about this last week, but I'm going to talk about it again. I've seen some takes on Palpatine. Palpatine's a bad guy. We're not going to deny he's a bad yeah. guy. But he's smart. He's not just, like, an evil guy. No, he's so fucking smart. I think one of the coolest thing about Palpatine is that in the prequels that he was playing a chess game against himself, yeah. which means you can't lose. Yeah. You can't, everything was him. Everything was him. Resistance, him. <laughs> New Senate, him. Senate, him. The the the, the old Republic. Yeah. Republic. We I think Separatist. did we talk about like the new Sith symbol? I think we yes, did. We yeah. Did. Basically with the new Sith symbol being the top part of the rebellion symbol. It just kind of seems that could be a coincidence. Absolutely could. Or, or with Palpatine playing another chess game against himself. Yeah. Has which I kind of like. Literally all the whole time. I and can that understand. That doesn't mean that a bunch of our good characters have been knowingly working for Palpatine. It doesn't no. turn any of them into, like, bad guys. No. Which is what I like about it. It's just that unknowingly, again, yeah. Jesus Christ, has Palpatine been here the whole fucking time? I mean, like, Padme didn't... The, Je- yeah. the whole Jedi didn't know they were working for the Palpatine. The Jedi didn't know. Padme didn't know. Like, nobody fucking... No. You can be under the guide of, like, doing the right thing, essentially be led down a path of doing the complete thing the bad guys wanted you to do. Yeah. So I just think it's a really interesting possible approach. I can mm-hmm. see that's going to make a lot of the original trilogy fans upset, because that does change the context of the films a lot. Does it? Potentially. Did you see that Adam Driver interview? Hmm. Talking about, uh... He was talking about Kylo and talking about how he does take after his mother and how his mother was basically a rebellion fanatic. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of led Kylo to be who he is. It's just like such a fanatic for his cause because uh-huh. his mother was the exact same way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's like such an interesting... Yeah. Because we view the rebels as the good guys because they are. Yeah. But I like how... I really, I really love how Adam views his character. Mm-hmm. I mean, he as an actor really does his job of... Like, as actors, you're supposed to empathize with your character no matter what. Yeah. That's your job. Yeah. You're supposed to understand them. Yes. <laughs> and be like, okay, I understand why I think I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. Why I've become such a... Why this character thinks they're doing everything right. Yeah. Why it doesn't mean it. that you yourself are going to do them and think they're right now. No. But as, a, as an actor, yeah. you're, you're In supposed your fictional to, world. You, yeah. You're supposed to sort of learn how they became that way and yeah. empathize with it a bit. Absolutely. I can see what you're saying about how people would be like, well, then it's like the Rebellion didn't do anything. But, like, no. Again, all those characters still thought they were doing the absolute right thing. And they did bring down Palpatine, even if it was for a time and even if it was at his own discretion. Mm-hmm. Back on Jakku, we have good old Rey. And I, with Harbinger of Doom, the theory kind of stands is that she was a prophesized, basically, anti-chosen one. Mm-hmm. I've adjusted that a little bit where I just think she's supposed to be the prophesized dark side one. She's supposed to be the shadow of his light. There's always there's always darkness that rises to meet light. Yeah. And I think basically the Jakku because her force abilities don't ever rise in on until Jakku, she Jakku until yeah. she gets off Jakku and why people are so freaky out that she's so good at it. I'm like cuz Jakku something on Jakku limited her. Yeah. Was literally suppressing her abilities. So in the second she gets off of it, that's when they're like, "Oh, something's awakened. Something Mhm. Something inside me has always been there, but now it's awake. And it's... Uh-huh. The whole uh, plot of the movie takes place in, like, a week, you yeah. know? 
it just she leaves Jakku, it all comes out. Yeah. And I think it would be an interesting way to wrap up Ray's parents' storyline. There's multiple ways you can approach this. Mm-hmm. You can approach this as being like, oh, Ray's a Palpatine. Something. So I will say, Ray being a Palpatine won't ruin the movie for me. Mm-hmm. It will make me bitter. I don't want Ray to be related to anybody. I, agree. I think her story is so much stronger if she's not. Same way. I feel exactly the same way. But I like the concept of actually Ray's parents being such fuck ups that they ended up saving her yeah. by accident. Yeah. I like that. I even like, I don't have a problem if, like, Ray's parents had worked, like, with Palpatine and he knew of her. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Somehow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Palpatine's got his hands and everything. I just don't want her to be, like, his, like, daughter or granddaughter yeah. or something. Yeah, definitely, like, granddaughter. It would just be like, well, your parents didn't matter, but, but your you, grandfather. Yeah. And I'm like, no. I, I mean, like I guess that. we sort of... Because for me, it's the same thing as Voldemort, right? Voldemort was so obsessed with him living forever mm-hmm. that he w- didn't care about having children. And I feel like Palpatine is the same way. Yeah. There can be a case argued where, like, he always knew that he had to blah, 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 to blah, blah, blah. But no, I think Palpatine is very self-absorbed and would, again, still only care about... I need to stay The alive. number one. Me and my butt, the way it is, needs to stick around. I'm gonna do it. I don't care about having kids. I'm not living on that way. I'm literally going to live on this way. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I like that. I think that'd be a really good moment of closure for Ray, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to like forgiving her parents. Yeah, that would be nice. If they were just like, well, I know you didn't mean to, but you, but you inevitably up. saved me mm-hmm. by... By actually limiting me yeah. and keeping me here. Because I waited for you for all these years, mm-hmm. so... I, I think it would be, I think that would be the closure that she needs, I want to say that the fans need, but, like, I don't it's need any more closure, no. but they are saying they're addressing it again, mm-hmm. and I think that would be a good way to address it without changing it. Yes. Um, I also think it's a pretty good message, too. I do, too. That just, like, everything will work out, almost. Even if you're, quote-unquote, set up for failure, that things get make better. you yeah. a failure. Exactly. Sometimes, like, the bad... It's, like, the darkest... The, what's the it's the line from Hades Town? <laughs> the, the darkest night... Uh, um, comes right before the, the dawn, dawn, something yeah. like that. It's always right. Like, you... That's a just generic theme, and we... How many times do we see that in, like, religion, too? Like, you go through these trials, and it's always going to lead to a better place. Yeah. And some people believe that's heaven, and some people don't believe in that at all. And they just say, like, you have to overcome struggles to reach, a, like, a nirvana of some sort. Mm-hmm. Or to overcome and be happy with your life in general. And, like, yeah, some people's hardships are way worse than others. But that doesn't mean that you can't still achieve things. Yeah. And, and I, I, you, I would like and that for Ray. I, I like that message for Ray, and I like how uplifting that is yes. for Ray. And I think that can be uplifting for a lot of people who are going through really hard times. Just when we were saying this, I started to tear up. So I really <laughs> want that for Ray. <laughs> That's, I just want that. And she doesn't need to be related to anybody. We, like, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I have, very, I, I have concerns about episode 9. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. One of them that it is, I don't have a concern about. I don't have a concern about Ben Demption. Ben's going to do the right thing in the end. Yes. Does he live or not? I don't know. Who knows? But does he do the right thing? Absolutely. Because I don't think we talked about, like, that Daisy interview where... Is an apology enough? <laughs> is it that one? <laughs> yeah. Is it po- Are do actions speak louder than words? I'm like, so you're saying he apologizes and uh-huh. does something. Yeah. Like, the question is no longer... Will he do the right thing? Yeah. Is is the gang going to accept him when yes. he does the whole, hey, Zuko here? <laughs> you probably already knew that. 
sorry? Here's my hand, you wanna... Are you gonna shake it? Oh, glove off? Glove on? Which one do you want? It's like, we touched fingers before, it's fine. No? Alright, we're good. Okay. I, I just think that's more the question right now. My biggest concerns lie with, was Rose heavily demoted from main character to cameo? Yeah. Are they that's making okay. Ray's grandparents matter, but not her parents? Because, I mean, even if, like, let's say her grandfather was Palpatine, mm-hmm. to me that means her parents still matter. Yeah, like, it does. Because then it means that her parents they were weren't fucking Palpatine. One of them was a Palpatine. Which makes you matter in this, and I don't want them to be, like, a named... Yeah. They don't need to name I think Palpatine him. is just the... Unless they go and redeem Palpatine, who knows? I mean, maybe. We'll, we'll see. Well, you know what? We'll do a Harbinger of Doom spin on the Palpatine. Everyone gets redeemed in this. Every single Everybody. one. Everybody. It's very Japanese. It is. It's very Japanese. No one's ever actually truly evil. What if her grandfather was Dooku? <laughs> I miss him. I miss Dooku, man. Moving forward, so Rey basically, she was limited mm-hmm. until she made it to the- She uh, was suppressed. She was suppressed. So, like, again, I like the suppressed limited, because, like, she does say, like, I could always feel it. I didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, she always could, like, kind of feel it, mm-hmm. which means it didn't completely erase it, but it kept a lid on it. Yeah. Tight, and also- tight, 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 lid. Rey and Kylo's need to basically- the eagerness to be on the other side while keeping themselves- Mm-hmm. where they are. Yeah. Because, I mean, Ray's not going to end up on the dark side. And oh. so this is going back to seeing the dark side, Ray, mm-hmm. where I, I still think it's a vision. You kind of hear the Force vision music when that clip mm-hmm. plays. It makes sense to me for her. I would like her to see that vision, like, with Ben. Mm-hmm. But I want her to see this vision. I want her, it to be her I vision. want it to be hers. I don't want it to be Kylo's. I don't mm-hmm. want it to be... I want it to be hers. Luke's or something. Like, I don't want it to be... I want her to see it. Yeah. And I think it would be an interesting way to approach it if it was her seeing what her future was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. What could what could have been if she was the one to fall. It'd be interesting to see, like, a light side Ben in that kind of scenario. Yeah. If it, would, it was always destined to be one of them. Mm-hmm. And I think it would be a really great moment of empathy for Rey for her to see that... If the nurturing had been catered towards her, mm-hmm. she would have also been manipulated to fall. fall. Absolutely. I think a big part of, at least even in the fandom, it's like, Ray's been through so much, and she didn't go to the dark side like Ben did. And I'm like, everything was catered so he would fall to the dark side. Since yeah. he was born. Yeah. Since he was in the womb. Since he was in the womb, Leia was like, I think somebody is... Like, it feels like there's someone that's messing with my child's, like, light force. Yeah. She can feel him as this, like, bundle of light, but she can feel someone messing with it, too. Yeah. He's been messed with since a fetus. Yeah. Since he was a mass of cells. (laughs) So, I think it would be a really great way to kind of introduce the audience that empathy to. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work because the Star Wars fandom, I think (laughs) one person ever has changed their mind in Star Wars fandom. Shout out to you. Maybe, maybe like five yeah. people have one time been like, you know what? That's a good point. Yeah. I have changed my mind. I changed my mind about Star Wars. Does that matter? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, Where I was like, I don't like Star Wars. And I was like, shit, I like Star Wars. Shit. Shit. These, new, these new kids are real cool. These new kids are cool. And this animated show was cool. And Ewan's hot. <laughs> oh, Ewan. 
Mm. Good old Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, so moving on to... That's basically what Harbinger part of Doom Part 1 was. But she, she was kind of this anti-chosen one. She was the one destined Ben's to fall to the dark side. Antithesis. She was, she was always the mirror image. Regardless of what, there was never a future where they were both light or both dark right away. Right. It was always that one of them was going to come get the other. Or, you know. One was going to balance out the other. Yes. It was always going to be between them two in the end. Mm-hmm. Which, swoon. Love it. <laughs> 10 out of 10. So this is where we go to Harbinger of Doom, the expanded edition. All right. All right, here we go. Here's your downloadable content. Have you heard the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise? No, I haven't actually at all, ever. Never heard that name before in my life. Well, it's not a story the Jedi would tell you. (laughs) And that's all I know of that monologue. (laughs) Got it. Uh, He was this old dude. He was a Sith. Yes. Well, basically, Harbinger of Doom Part 2 expands on the idea of Darksiders don't lie... They just tell the truth in ways that make you want it and make it hurt. Yes. So, something that we've been told about Episode Nine is that it ties all three, the trilogy of trilogies, together. Yeah. Which means we have to go back to the sequel or prequels. Yes. There's as a, much as people hate to do that. And there's a big question in the prequels. First and foremost, Darth Plagueis the Wise, did he know how to... Avoid death. I yes. forgot what the word was, but basically surpass death. Death doesn't matter. He could keep living no matter what. Right. And then Palpatine overcome death. I, overcome whatever. death. But again, Palpatine kills him. It's an interesting story to tell of a person that killed that like, could he knew conquer how to live death. Forever. I killed him. And then I killed him. Yeah. Did so you? I'm pitching the idea mm-hmm. because we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. The Palpatine has the ability to transfer life from one living him- human being to the other. Yes. Now, we're talking about... Pa- Let's talk about Padme yes, first. because that's a, the first way that we believe absolutely happened just was not showcased right in the movies. Mm-hmm. At least from what I've seen, they've never outright denied this theory mm-hmm. because while I don't, I don't hate the whole Padme dying of a broken heart mm-hmm. thing as much as some people do, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't make sense. Padme just gave birth to two healthy children. Yes. Two babies. Two. A boy and a girl. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful babies. Beautiful. And she is a new mother who also dies saying there's still good in him. She's Ah. not completely hopeless. Her giving up the will to live after giving birth to two healthy children. And then being like, I believe there's good in him. Yeah. While also saying, yeah, there's good in him. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. You're conflicting. You're giving me very conflicting information. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that was overlooked. Mm-hmm. I think that that was on purpose. And even if it was on purpose, it's something that was not done But it wasn't done strongly well. it that, it, that we, other people understand. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't fit because we cut back to Vader and Palpatine, and Palpatine knows that pa- Padme is dead yeah. before anyone else. Yes. And even Vader goes, no, I should have sensed that. Uh-huh. Vader's like, no, no, if she died, like, I would have sent- sensed that, but here Palpatine is, is like, oh no. Nah. She's dead. Bitch, she dead. You killed her. And... Isn't that funny? Hmm. Hmm. And you also have the fact that uh, Padme's last breath coincides with Vader's first yeah. thing. As the theory stands, Padme, ki- or 
Palpatine killed Padme. Too many P names in this. Jeez. Palpatine killed Padme, basically took her life force to keep Anakin alive. Yes. So Anakin technically was the one who killed her, in a sense. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That is what you would say mm -hmm. to make it hurt. Yep. You killed her. Yep. You killed her your mind, bitch. Yeah, it's just it just interesting. You were definitely supposed to die. You were cut basically in half and left in lava. Mm-hmm. Palpatine's as in with the dark side as the rest of them. If the reason why Vader couldn't sense it is because he's so dark sidey, Palpatine. Al- Palpatine knows what's up, man. Palpatine knows what's up, and also there could be the the reason that Anna couldn't couldn't sense or Vader couldn't sense Padme's like light being snuffed out was because it got transferred inside of him. It's not gone. Yeah. It just moved. It's, in, it's just in him. It's in him. It's part of him now. Yes. Because, yeah, that is, like, the one issue with the the expanded edition of this theory mm-hmm. is the consciousness. Mm-hmm. Because now that we kind of establish this potential ability that Palpatine has the ability to transfer life force from one person into the other... Let's talk a little bit how Palpatine stayed alive. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where we are talking super rumor ter- territory. None of this has been confirmed. There's not backing for any of this, but it has been jumping around the rumor mills mm-hmm. that Palpatine isn't really alive in sense of the his body. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's going to be showing up in... It's been confirmed that Ian McDermott is going to be in the film. Uh-huh. So I'm sure he's showing up either in like vision form mm-hmm. or... Like, when he takes over a body, it can kind of look like him. Uh-huh. You know, it kind of can flash between him and... And something else. And, some, and something else. Uh-huh. But one of the rumors is that he uses a host body. Mm-hmm. He overchamaru's oh, yes. that. Side note, if you don't watch Naruto. Sorry. Orochimaru. Orochimaru is looking for some strong young bods to take over so he can live on forever. Yes. Poor Sasuke Uchiha. So basically, Palpatine is Orochimaru, but we thought Snoke was Orochimaru for a while, but it's actually Palpatine. Palpatine, Orochimaru, Kylo, Sasuke. Yes. Rey, Naruto. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Makes sense. Yeah. And so that means that Rey's willing to break every bone in Ben's body to drag him back to the village. Remember, remember, that, remember that? Oh my god, I have that live. <laughs> I'll bring every bone in your body! Naruto's Even if it means I'll bring every bone in your body! And I will try to fix you. <laughs> we watch a lot of Naruto AMVs, guys. Tears your face. But I think that would be an interesting way to introduce this ability is that he has the ability to transfer mm-hmm. his own life force. So he's falling down that whole shaft thing, but instantly he's like, okay, is there a young gun I can something. go chuck myself at yeah. right now. Boom. Goes and does that as he is falling to his doom. He's just living in like some tro- stormtrooper for a while. He's yeah. like, alright, need to find a better host. And this works for now. This this was alright. And also if it's a young if it's a younger actor or actress who's mm. potentially the host, makes sense. He may have just like thrown himself into like a child body. Gotta. And he's just like, alright, I'll just Fuck. wait here for a while and mm-hmm. come back eventually. One would argue that it... Well, actually, no, the Force is weird. Because if he's doing it through the Force, who knows where he could have been ended up. Because mm-hmm. it could have been, like, a child on another planet. Yeah. Because I was going to be like, oh, it probably had to be someone nearby. But, no. The he Force did. connects everything. Yeah, I mean, if he took Padme's life from... It's true. Yeah. ...that far away as he did. 
I mean, this is this is also very tinfoil hatty. Clearly, this is us just speculating. Mm-hmm. This is a big episode nine speculation with just the four stuff and how Palpatine is back. Mm-hmm. If he has a host body, if he can possess people like that, because that way you have an explanation for why he's back, and then you also have it, oh, no, but we foreshadowed it mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Even if it was intentional or not, but... Yeah, he can do that. He can do that. And it also makes sense it as won't to get, why... People will still get pissed off about it, but they'll Whatever. be like, nope, there's a prerequisite for there's it. There's a prerequisite. It also makes sense as to why Padme wasn't able to stay conscious, because she doesn't possess the ability herself. Mm-hmm. It makes sense that Palpatine could stay conscious in the new body, because it's his ability. Mm-hmm. Padme didn't know how to wheel it. Yeah. That's valid. You know what? It's making all this mm-hmm. all this sense now. So, because we, we talked about this a little bit last week, how the, another possible explanation for the dark side ray was a palpatine possession mm-hmm. i don't see that one as this being a super realistic option mm-hmm. only because she has an outfit change and a new saber yeah and palpatine's an extra bitch don't get me wrong that extra but he like possesses how's he gonna ray. know ray sizes <laughs> he's like i just eyeballed you once honey and i knew exactly i had the outfit already made here we go here we go you forgot i'm from the same planet as padme amandala we yes. nabooans Love fashion. Also, this was just literally from Padme's closet. What? You look beautiful. Glorious. <laughs> now that's a body I can possess. <laughs> Woo! Been waiting for the perfect post. What are those measurements? Perfect. Ready? Boom. And also, I made you another ridiculous-looking lightsaber. Remember, that... Maul? He was also kind of my apprentice. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, that's that's where I go back and forth with like the. Both Ray and Kylo have stupid ass sabers. Uh-huh. Well, like I don't find the Ray saber that stupid when it's out, when it's yeah. in the full stage, but when it's in, in the in the tongue. alligator claw, the tongue, yeah, yeah, it is kind of silly looking. I just love that no matter what, they were both destined to have stupid, to have stupid lightsabers. Uh-huh. Ray's I is just one in couple. case. Just in case the first blade didn't go through, the second blade will get it. Go, ba-choo! Oh my god! Like if you could use it to chop someone in half, like yeah. double. Uh-huh. So you go that way, and there's just like a slim, just like, slim slice of like human ham. Yeah, slap, snap into a slim jim. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be able to survive that mall. Yeah. Two pieces, but three. Yeah. What you gonna do with that little bit? I just kick it away. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe lose some weight. But don't <laughs> slim down. Slim down. You can use it. You just shave off little bits of you. Yeah. But just for humor's sake, we'll say that. I mean, it could still happen. Yeah, it could be. But it may just not be in that outfit moment. Where Palpatine possesses Rey, and I, because I, I do like the notion to mm. quote Ryan Johnson, notion mm-hmm. that that's the one person Kylo can't kill, so it would be a really great person to possess, right? Because it's like, hey, the only person who's really capable of killing me as a Skywalker is Kylo, uh-huh. and he's not gonna kill you. Yeah. So here we go. I'm safe. Another reason why I'm just such a bigger fan of Rey, nobody is because I think Palpatine has two really good reasons to target both of them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy to target Ben because, one, he is the son of Darth Vader, and you can use that to your advantage to try to be like, your grandpa was such a great guy, you should be just like him. Uh-huh. Also, your parents don't care about you. Yeah. You're so strong, and I know you're so strong, but your parents don't care about you. Your parents don't care. In fact, your parents were hiding this from you the whole time. They're and, ashamed. Oh and also, God. to be like... Hey, ultimate revenge. Your parents are the ones who killed me. 
Do you know what would be the greatest revenge? It's if I corrupted you. If I corrupted their son and had him basically directly or indirectly kill, kill all of them. It'll be great. It'll be a great revenge plan. But also, because I'm on team Palpatine is more than just evil, he's also smart. <laughs> he should know that Skywalkers have a silly little uh, tendency to... Love really hard. <laughs> to love way more than necessary. Love and, so much. And to betray their masters mm-hmm. out of affection for other people. Mm-hmm. So, it just makes me... I, it just, I'm not sure Palpatine would go for that twice. Especially affection for their family. Yeah. It would make sense for him to go after someone like Rey, who's literally related to nobody, nobody. whose family was... Treated her... Who did not love her. Who literally did her dirty. To raise up this dark side master that had nobody to come save her. Mm-hmm. If you went after Ben, they're like, ah, well, there's Han and Leia and Luke that would all try Eventually to come after, try to come back and save him. Mm-hmm. It'd be great if he stayed loyal, but also Skywalkers, they tend not to they do ha- that. have emotions, and... They really like their moms. Yep. <laughs> like, they'll chop off, like, a hand once, and then, uh, afterward they'll be like, oh, man, maybe... Maybe, maybe I'll throw right. Palpatine instead. Yeah, maybe I'll just throw Palpatine down a shaft. Oh. It's fine. So it would make more sense as a schemer yeah. to pick somebody who would have no one coming for them. Yes. Who had no family, so no one would ever come for them. Exactly. It would make way more sense, and he, I do believe that he would believe that. He mm-hmm. would be like, I've already gone down this path once. Didn't really super work well. I was able to live. I'm not going to do it again. Yeah. Why I, risk I, it? I could see him continuing to think that even though Ray has a found family now. Mm. And I think that's a really beautiful story mm-hmm. to go after Ray to try to use that. Yeah. Like, there's no one coming from you. You don't have a family that loved you. And then you're like, we're your family, bitch. Yeah. We're all here, like... With Pal- Palpatine dismissing friends, right? Yeah. And then they're like, no, we absolutely are not going to give up on our friend. Yeah. And I think that would be beautiful. Yeah. It would also be a good message as found families can be just as strong, if not stronger, than blood. Mm-hmm. And now I also, there's also the, I'm guessing probably Palpatine will probably possess, if he does have this ability, possess both of them at one point. Yeah, probably. Because the whole, the Kylo Palpatine possession, I think this is the resurrection moment. Mm. Regardless, I, I, I will say this, I've said this before. The biggest question in episode nine is just, is Ben gonna live? Is Ben is Ben gonna live? Yeah. That really is. Mm. And I guess the biggest, like, well, it's a duh answer, but just the, the re- redemption is the biggest, like, well, we know the good guys are gonna win. Mm. What is what is Ben going to do? And is he gonna live? That's the real question. Mm. So, and, and it's a question that I don't know the, the answer, answer to. I, I want him to live. I think that's a better story. I think yeah. Kylo's a young... A young guy, he's he's basically supposed to be the same generation as all the young kids. Mm-hmm. You've seen more of his inner turmoil. With Vader, even though he technically wasn't that old, uh-huh. at the end, he... When the movies first came out, he was much older than... Yes. <laughs> than and they, they remade him to be, yeah. yeah. It's like how Ewan's supposed to be, like... Yeah. How old? Like, I don't know. Like... The show should probably take place while Obi-Wan's, like, mid-30s? Yeah. But he looks like he's, like, 50? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and, like, I Maybe think... Maybe early 40s? Yeah. Obi-Wan's not supposed to be that old, but he looks really old. Huh. And 
So you kind of know. So when you see like a character die for their redemption, but they're they're old and they're like, no, I came back at the end. I I'm not a huge fan of dying for your redemption. Did I tell you I saw Endgame? Oh. I saw Endgame for the first time. Spoilers for Endgame. If you haven't seen it, if if you haven't been spoiled for it, mm-hmm. I didn't think Tony had to die. Yeah. Like I I felt no emotion. Yeah, me too. I also yeah. felt no emotion. I the watched time. the entire film and first of all, Peter Parker, Tom Holland is the best actor in the MCU. Yeah, he's like so- he's so good. I kind of thought I would be like, well, it was it was Tony's time to die. But when I saw him die, I was like, he didn't need to die. Heroes don't need to die for a redemption like, or a hero moment or a yeah, emotional weight. Like characters that have been through like so much like trauma and struggle don't need to like die at the end of it. And I can see there being <coughs> Black char- Widow. Uh, yeah, Black Widow. Even though I hate Scarlet Johansson, but yeah. And I just I just didn't see like Tony's death didn't have an emotional weight for me. No. And I can see moments where it does have an emotional weight. Mm, and yeah. I I don't think this is a complete one for one. I actually because, again, we love Rogue One. Yeah, I love Rogue One. We love- Actually, yeah, Rogue One's actually a perfect example for it. I loved Rogue One. I loved Rogue One. I know One. a lot of people didn't, but, like, I loved Rogue One. The only person whose death didn't super mean anything is was Baze. Is Baze, but also, if I was Baze and my my love shirt just died, the man I love the most in the world, I'd also just be like, you know what, I don't fucking care anymore. I don't even know if I believe in the Force, mm-hmm. but I know if I die- I get to be with him. He believes that I'll be with him, so fuck it, I'm going. (laughs) No, both of us are emotional (laughs) right now. But exactly, I think Rogue One did that really well. I think Cassian and Jen's death was, like, like really beautifully Uh well done. I think there is ways to make it well done. Yes. But also, there's a lot of times where it just kind of seems forced for emotional reasons. Rogue One, it was just like, oh, no, it had to be that way. Mm -hmm. That was what that mission was. They and, all knew that. And I'm like, I, I thought it was well done. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I did not... I didn't. I personally did not feel the impact of Tony's no. sacrifice. No. And that's like with Kylo, I can... I'm so attached to this character. And also, I'm... I really don't like characters that... Sh- str- I don't love that character when characters who st- extremely struggle with very dark emotions and... Their path is death. Is death. Is their, their only path to freedom... Is death. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that. And we also, as a side tangent, Mm -hmm. as a person who loves horror movies, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of times, and this is, these go hand in hand in my mind, horror movies where people get possessed or their mental illness is used as the the demon the Mm -hmm. whole time, right? And 99% of the time, death is the only way to escape that. And I think that message is completely dangerous and it's a bad message to pass on. I think it's a bad take. I com- yeah, I completely agree with you. And so I'm tired of seeing it all the time. I don't I think, think we're past that. Yeah. Because past that age of story. Sorry, that's a huge suicide allegory and that's why so many young people do that. Yeah. I mean, that's the especially young men. Mhm. It's like the only way to be free of all of this pain is by yeah. Literally stopping my so life. Mu- I have so much anger. I've done so many bad things. I, there's no redeeming me. I'll just yeah. My head is is making me miserable all the time. Yeah. The only way to make this stop is to die. Die. And, and I, I just I hate me. this message. And so I'm, yeah. I'm just I'm over it. I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. Star Wars has already done it with Vader. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see it again. And I don't yeah. need to see it again with like another young guy. I definitely don't want to see it with a young guy. Yeah, because. Again, we do talk about, like, 
you said it. Anakin was in a place where he was older, and so he, like, he was like, I've lived my life or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. He was literally in a place where he couldn't survive without that robot body, so, like, you're like, okay, if I were in his place, would I want to keep... Yeah. Okay, he made that choice. Yeah. And at the time when those movies came out, we're led to believe he's, like, 60. 60 or something. Which, again, I know isn't, like, hilariously old, no. but still it's... But also, he's 99% robot. Yeah. He can't live without this suit. I, I just don't want to see that to be his freedom. No. I, yeah. I mean, we've talked about it. I don't want to see it at all, and it would leave me with a very bad taste in my yeah. mouth. Honestly. Depend. Like, like I will who say... Who knows, there could be a way that they could do it that I like, mm-hmm. but right now... When I think about it, it makes me upset and angry, and so I really hope that is not the message. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Like, I am willing to have my mind changed. If you would ask me before celebration how I felt about Palpatine coming right. back, I would have said stupid. But the second he laughed, I was like, that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah, got yeah, it. Great, love it. Kylo's not the big bad. <laughs> yeah, great. Kylo's getting redeemed. Like the second that happened, I'm like, all right, we're good. Yeah, Kylo's fine. Mm-hmm. He's. The, I mean, he's the main one that I'm. I, like his story is the most interesting. I'm. In terms of, like, characters I'm worried about, I'm fine. Like, I think Poe, Finn, and Rey are all fine. I'm worried about Rose's mm-hmm. involvement in the movie. I think Janna will be fine. I just wish J.J. knew that it was possible to write two women of, women color, of color in the same scene. In the same scene. <laughs> uh, and who knows? He might. But at the same time, the only images we've seen of Rose are, again, images. We haven't seen any footage, and they're at the exact same place. They're at the exact same place, and also... With other people in them. We so, also know too. that... JJ didn't create Rose, so. And JJ has attachments to characters that like he created. I have faith in a lot of things he said. Mm-hmm. I I've Rose. been hurt before. I don't have, unfortunately. I She's am... the one that I'm afraid of getting most shafted in this movie. Yeah. 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 Like I I even if Kylo does die, I don't. I think his character is going to get. He'll still, be, he'll still get time, and he'll still get content before and after this, And after. I oh, yeah. Kylo's gonna get content for... Oh, he's wow. the most popular character in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Like, he's going to get... As, as much as Twitter likes to disagree, he yeah. is. And merch-wise, it's always the dark side characters. That's the reason he has the mask back, is mm-hmm. because mask merch. character merch sells really well. Mm-hmm. And that's basically been confirmed by the fact we haven't seen him wear it once. Yeah. I mean, it could be the... I mean, I like the crack theory of Kyle is not the one actually wearing it. It's telling you, yeah, telling you, it's Ray. It's Dark Ray wearing the mask. <laughs> it's either Dark Ray or whoever's the Palpatine, true, pretending to be Kylo. And I'm like, no problem with that. Yeah. That's it's really cracky, but who? I'm not saying that Kylo will never wear it in the movie, because again, they fix it for him. He puts it on. He looks in the mirror and then he puts it down. He's like, I don't need this. <laughs> but somebody else comes across it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just for merch. Yeah, it's just for merch, and I again just really want to see Ray be like, take off that stupid mask and takes it off. Boom, Ray sees Ray, and she's like, "What the fuck?" That'd be so good. I would love that. I want that so bad. Yeah, I really do like that. You're back to playing a monster in a mask. Take off that mask. She's like, "Shit, shooketh, shooketh. It's me." <gasps> bum, 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 bum. This is what happened in the other movie. Mm-hmm. But tries to turn around and run away. That's when she sees herself with the thing on. Yeah. Like, her mask is already off. Sees the lightsaber. Boom, boom, boom. Gets chased by herself. Who knows? You know what I mean? I, I wrote the scene, it. JJ. Here we go. I know you've already filmed it, but, uh... Reshoot. JJ, if you ever want to reshoot, I won't even take any of the money. Just have me on set. It's a lot of money. Okay, like a little bit of the money.
money, but mostly just get me on set and let me see the movie early. Thank you. Oh, yeah, that one. Mostly that. I want to see the movie. I'll take like 10 bucks. (laughs) But mostly just let me see the movie early. Yeah, I'll do anything if you let me see the movie early. Trust me, I'm I'm a cheap woman. Maybe take me out to In-N-Out or something. That's it. We good. Shake Shack for me, please. So, anyway. So, I can see the Palpatine possessing Kylo being his resurrection moment of Kylo being like, yo, the only way to kill him is to kill me mm-hmm. Some like while he's inside like I'll keep him trapped here so he can't escape you have to kill me and then Rey uh, like Z, got yeah him. basically <laughs> it's just uh. anime Star Wars <laughs> is anime it's just Naruto and Dragon Ball Z got it and so like I could see then Rey being like but I don't want to but yeah done yeah and then Kylo eventually has a resurrection mm-hmm. type moment where now, this is where you make me... Palpatine Redemption. Hold on. All right. So, this is actually a theory I have, I've had since... A, for years. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like talking about it after... I think I know what this is about. Okay. Is it the Carrie Fisher one? No. But right, I'm, I'm... Sheen, how you can think Palpatine can be redeemed. All right. But. So, this is a theory I've had for a really long time. And I know we've talked about it in podcasts a long time ago. But after Carrie Fisher passed, it just seemed really wrong to speculate about Leia's death. Yes. And it still does. But... For me to continue on with this, like, I do want to acknowledge, mm-hmm. like, this potential theory that I had is that Leia is the one that saves Kylo by, like, transferring her, like, life into him. Mm. And that's kind of, like, her final act as, like, a mother. She can go be with Luke and Han. And it just, it's, it's just, I don't like speculating about her death. But it's a very but realistic thing. We it's a realistic thing. In the movies. That might happen. It might have been planned. Like, each movie was their, was their exit, was their curtain call. Uh-huh. I know you can't do a ton because you only have the pre-existing footage. But that was a theory that I had, is that basically Kylo died, but Leia revived him with her own life force. I think we might have even talked about this before Carrie's death. No, that's what I was saying. Okay, we yeah, have yeah. talked about it, but we just haven't talked about it since, since. then. Okay, yeah. Because it, just, it always just seemed wrong to be like, well, to speculate about Leia's death because Carrie died. And I'm like, well, no. it, I, it's not because of that. But I do think that would be a way to tie in all of these left open arcs. Mm-hmm. Basically, the he knew how to conquer death mm-hmm. using that ability for good yeah. rather than evil. It would nice, be nice to see that if that ability does exist, not only bad guys can use it. And it would it would be nice to see that like the first mo- the the first trilogy is about a son saving his father, mm-hmm. and then uh, the last trilogy being about a mother saving her son. Mm-hmm. I think I think it could be done super well. Yeah, and absolutely. So I think it could even be done with pre existing footage. Because it would just have to be like a you don't need dialogue for no. it if you've already explained that Palpatine can do this. If yeah. you already explained how it was done with Padme. Maybe if only Palpatine's the one who can do it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's Palpatine's redemption. Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking. But what was your Palpatine redemption? So my Palpatine re- redemption is again because Palpatine always knows everything, mm-hmm. and he's been planning this for a very long time. He's like, the way the Force works right now doesn't work. Mm-hmm. None of this works. I killed Darth Plagueis because the way that this shit isn't mm-hmm. going. But I can see that into the future, there's going to be these two ki- these two kids, and they can bring balance to the Force. I just have to... It's going to be really convoluted, and I have to do this, and I'm going to do all this stuff, 
But at the end of it, because of how Kylo is and how Rey is, and I am convinced that they're going to end the movie balancing each other out and mm-hmm. meeting in the middle, and neither of them represents the good or the bad anymore. They both represent this middle where they balance each other. Yeah. He's like, finally. <laughs> I've done it. Please let this stick. No more Jedi. No more Sith. This is how we raise our Force users from now on. We had to go through all this so you understand what will happen if we keep going on this path. Mm-hmm. Finally, we have balance. And yeah. I did all this for the greater good. And this is how mm-hmm. we continue on in the Force. Palpatine Redemption. Palpatine Redemption. 2019. You're here first. I mean, we've, we've been getting a lot of the prophecies. So a lot of, like, in Master and Apprentice. So in a lot of the prophecies that are talking about this balanced journey. And this is what I want to talk about Dark Crystal, I guess. Okay. For those of you who don't know, the, wor- the first original working title for Dark Crystal, or for not Dark, Dark Crystal, for <laughs> Episode Nine was Black Diamond. Which, <laughs> if you can see why... Dark Crystal, crystal, Black black Diamond. diamond. So the Dark Crystal is a big thing with Lucasfilm. Like, they love Dark Crystal. And everyone who's made a film with Lucasfilm just talks about how much they love Dark Crystal. Mm -hmm. And I, the, like, Ray's working name was Kira, and that's the main girl in, uh... Dark Crystal. Dark Crystal. The main guy's name is Jen, which rhymes with Ben, or Mm -hmm. Ren. Mm -hmm. No matter what you look at it, it just rhymes. Yeah. And the the whole thing of Dark Crystal is basically bringing balance to their world mm-hmm. and combining the dark and the light mm-hmm. to one super being. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the Dark Crystal. And they share memories by touching thingies. It's, mm-hmm. it's very Star Wars. They hit parts. Mm-hmm. So, because I can kind of see, like, a moment like that happening mm-hmm. where, like, you have this dark crystal merging of the Skeksis and the sorry, the other people that I don't really know Mm -hmm. and they kind of return to their more heavenly bodies bodies, and the force just kind of returns that way. Mm -hmm. I don't see like Rey and Kylo joining bodies and being like okay, Uh, we're one uber force being now but more metaphorically that being something that happens. They join the light and the dark within them. I mean, Rey and Kylo melding bodies would be mind-melting, which is what they said about the last shot of the movie. It would be! <laughs> it would just be like, what? What the fuck? <laughs> All the Raylo fans were just like, okay. That's not how we wanted them to join bodies. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what we meant! She that's she, not... Okay, we, uh, I think we misspoke somehow. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> oh, Sarah, help! Sarah! <laughs> I don't know what to, to do. do! So I don't necessarily see that happening. <laughs> General Dark Crystal things. Themes. Black Diamond themes. Yeah. Of bringing balance to their world. And it wasn't just the wise old good guys or the evil bad guys. It was... They were always connected, those mm-hmm. two things. The lights and the dark side has always been connected. And they just have to come together to create a balance. And, and Palpatine was planning it all. And because spoilers for Dark Crystal, apologies, but Kira dies at one point, mm-hmm. and when once the balance is able to be retained, that's when they're able to revive her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know? You know? Just saying. Yeah. Also, if it does end up being like a pure dark side ability, this ability to take life force from one thing and put it in another, it's not like... 
the Skywalkers aren't known for tapping into dark things mm-hmm. to do what they want to do. I could so see... if Leia was like, Leia said that she would burn the whole galaxy to the ground if she thought it was the right thing to do. Her being like, I know I'm not allowed to do this, but guess what? I don't fucking care. Oh, I'm not a Jedi. Boom. Because I could see like a certain approach to it being a dark side thing. Yeah, because like as a selfish thing. To. Yeah. If you're stealing someone else's life to give it to somebody else, or if you're doing it so you can live. Yes. But there's also like this. a. A, a light side motivation of the thing I'm going to give my, my life, life uh-huh. to my son so he can live yeah. so he has a second chance of I mean we've essentially living. seen the light side do this before we've seen essentially the daughter do this for Ahsoka oh yeah so. that's actually bell back to fucking Mortis boom galaxy brain we've seen this <laughs> so it doesn't have to be a purely dark side thing yeah cause yeah the daughter did it for Ahsoka yeah. And actually, it's Anakin. He's the one who officially transfers the life. It's the daughter. She's on the ground, and she is dying, but she asks Anakin with her... Mm, dying breath. With her dying breath to be able to sacrifice her life for her. Yes. So that would be an amazing opportunity to bring in fucking Anakin. Yes. Yes. Mm. And it makes... It all makes sense. And it's the daughter... And also, it's a foreshadowing. Anakin, how did you not know this was going to happen to you? <laughs> but... And it's, it's it's the light side saying do it. Oh my god! The light side is like do it, do it. I'm willing to do this. And and it's the daughter. It's the daughter. And oh my god! You know what Leia is? A daughter. His daughter. Yeah. And she's like, Ray, you can do this. And that would be like a almost like a cool moment for like Anakin and Leia to have. Yeah. Like a sort of like moment for them. Oh my god, that would be super. Oh my god, dope if that actually happened. If, like, so much. if Anakin showed up and he was like, Leia, you can you can save him. <laughs> she doesn't even have to say anything. Yeah. He just speaks, like, in her ear, yeah. right? She can just be staring off. I'm sure they have footage of her just staring off. Yeah. Of him just talking to her. Yeah, because they, they could have, yeah, they could have Anakin do the talking for that scene. Yeah. You know what? JJ? <laughs> I have some thoughts. JJ. Again. We're here if you want to do any reshoots. We have, we can guide you through the reshoots. Galaxy brain. Mortis arc. It all comes down to the fucking Mortis arc. I know that we joke that we're not the best podcast, but sometimes... Galaxy brain. We're the best of ones. Sometimes. We're right the- here. <laughs> Nailed it all. Yep. So here we go. Harbinger of Tomb 2. I yep. said, I almost said Harbinger of Tomb. Ah. Huh. Hmm. Kind of works. Kind of does work. Harbinger of Tomb, part two, yes. Electric Boogaloo. Got it. That's probably what I'm going to call the podcast. Harbinger of Doom 2. Tomb 2. Yeah. Electric Boogaloo. Yep. Absolutely. I like it. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Who Talks First. I'm one of your hosts. I am Thetid. I'm your other host, Tom Solo. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.